People have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place February 3rd and 4th, 2023, here in beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida, where it's 80 degrees and sunny every single day. If you want to get in person the live game that I talk about here on this show all the time, the mindset, the strategy, the accountability, the execution, meet me directly, work with me directly for two full days. If you want to meet other like-minded people who are serious about working on their game, Go to workonyourgame.live, get your ticket to the event. It's two full days here in Miami. I will see you at Work On Your Game Live. Again, that is workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to this event. This is an event that you do not want to miss. If you want a reason to travel to Miami in the middle of the winter, if you want a reason to invest in yourself for your personal and professional development, you want a reason to take your game to the next level when it comes to your mentality, your strategies, your plans of actions, your systems for executing, and getting things done so you can produce results in this results-based business we call life. Go to workonyourgame.live, get your ticket, and I will see you at the event. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Whatever the open marketplace is saying about you and or whatever results you can produce in the open marketplace, that's the actual truth about you and your game. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game gave me something really good. What can you get? Trailday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, Putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That's the go-getter energy that moves all of us to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is for the athletes. When do you give it up? When is it time to stop playing the sport, move on with the rest of your life? When is it time to stop trying to make it, whether that be in high school, college, or the pro levels, and you know, do whatever the next thing is going to be? This is a question that we all got to address. Now, before we get into this, let me tell everyone, first of all, if you're not an athlete, you should still listen to this episode because the framework and the principles I'm going to share and what I'm going to talk about here today can apply to all of you, even if you have never picked up a ball or played a sport. Now, before we get into the topic, let me give a couple points. First of all, 
I send out a daily motivation text message free of charge to everyone who's in my text community. This is a message that's guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. If that sounds like what you want, text me at my number right now, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, those of you in my text community, that means you text me, you're in my text community, you'll be getting that message. Second, if you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book, The Third Day, The Decision that Separates the Pros from the Amateurs, go get your free copy by going to thirddaybook.com. Just tell me where to send the book. And by the way, if you're a basketball player looking to play professional basketball overseas, I have a book called The Overseas Basketball Blueprint. I'll give you a free copy of that one, too. I just like giving people free stuff, if you don't mind. Go to balloverseas.com. Balloverseas.com. The book is free. Just cover the shipping to get a free copy of my book, The Overseas Basketball Blueprint. And last thing, any of you who is a business professional who wants to make more money in your business, I have a five-step system to help you do it. You can do this in 90 days or less. All you got to do is go to workonyourgame.net. That's workonyourgame.net for a free training from me. Set aside 45 minutes of time to consume the training. Uh, you can't get something for nothing. You got to put some time in to get this information. Workonyourgame.net for that training. Now, getting into the topic. This is an important question that I actually did address in a YouTube video many years back for the athletes because some athletes would come to me and they would ask, well, Dre, how late is too late to get started in the sport? There's a lot of people, especially in a sport like basketball, they decide when they're 16, 19, 22, they want to get into playing basketball. They had already always played for fun. They had never taken it serious or they played until they were 15, then stopped playing that are 22 and they want to play again. And you'd be surprised at how many people there are who fit this description. Now, I made this video years back and I made a video to explain to players, well, there's no such thing as it actually being too late to play if you want to play. Now, I didn't say, hey, you're going to go play for the Lakers if you're 24 and you never played basketball before, but you could play basketball whenever you want to. And that video gave a lot of hope to players who felt like they were starting the game, whatever they considered to be late, or they were older than the average player who had certain aspirations. Because you have players who will be in their early 20s who want to play college basketball because they never gave it a shot, or players who are 18 or 19 never played in high school, but they want to give themselves a chance to play in college. So that video served its purpose then. And also, I want athletes to understand Back then, I wanted them to understand this. And I want you to understand it now. And any of you who knows an athlete, you can pass this message to them. Athletes have to understand that there's more to life than just playing your sport. And that needs to be taken into account when you're deciding whether or not you want to keep trying or you want to keep playing any sport. And that's what we're going to address here today. It's not just you playing your sport, but also how does it fit into the bigger framework of the rest of your life? Because again, all of your life is not just going to be playing a sport, no matter how good you are at that sport. Everybody's life eventually takes over from the sport or interferes at some point with the sport. The greatest players you can name eventually stop playing. Like Tom Brady's one who's continued to play into his mid-40s, but eventually he's going to stop playing. I mean, I think his wife, or at least as of this recording, his wife thought he was going to stop playing. He came back. <laughs> but everybody else, uh, usually life moves on and you got at least another half of it to live after the sport is done. Let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is for the athletes. When do you give it up? Number one, be honest about your prospects. This is the probably the hardest one for athletes when you're in the midst of playing the game is to be honest about your prospects. Now, again, those of you who don't play a sport, you may be surprised at the, some of the conversations that I've had and some of the things that I've heard from a lot of people who play sports, specifically basketball, because that's my background as, as a professional basketball player. So I would hear more from the basketball players than from any other athletes. But I know I have athletes listening to this show who are soccer players volleyball players, hockey players, tennis players, equestrian riders, believe it or not, bull riders. Uh, what's another sport? There's a few other sports, some football players as well, baseball, 
all different sports who listen to this show. But when I was in the midst of just basketball talk, I heard mostly from basketball players. And I would hear from basketball players who would, they're like not even six feet tall, players of five, eight, didn't play in high school, never made the team, didn't make the team in college, but then you know, had some visions of grandeur making it as a professional basketball player. And you would think these would be few and far between, but you'd be surprised. There were a lot of these of athletes who just had these visions in their mind that they could become a professional basketball player, even though that nothing in their background had told them that they were anywhere close to being this. Now, again, who am I? I'm a guy who barely played in high school, walked on to play in college, and nothing in my resume said that I could probably play pro, but I had a few things going in my favor, and then I was able to actually do it at a relatively young age, so I had some proof at some point that I could do this. But, I mean, even in the basketball world to this very day, I hear from basketball players all the time say something like, well, Dre, I'm going to go try out for the G League, even though I never played in high school, never played in college, you know, haven't played a significant basketball game in my life, but I'm going to pay $150 and in one day, I'm going to go from you no know, nothing to something as a basketball player. It usually does not happen. But again, there are a lot who try to do it. The good news is, in a funny way, that because of the popularity of social media, you no know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, that now a lot of basketball players, instead of saying they're going to become professional basketball players, now they decide to just become professional influencers. And they do that instead. And here's the thing. You got a much better chance of making it as an influencer than you do at making it at the professional level of a sport simply because anyone can be an influencer. There are unlimited spots. There are limited spots when it comes to playing on a team at the professional level. Not everybody's going to make that. And there's a certain skill level that you must have to play at the professional level of a sport and certain fundamentals you must have mastered. To be an influencer, you don't have to have any fundamentals. Right? You just got to be entertaining and popular. And if you can entertain an audience, you can make money. All right, That's the influencer game. And this is why this is a side note, not today's topic. But if you ask kids in countries like China and Japan, what do you want to be when you grow up? They say they want to be engineers, doctors, you know, scientists. You ask kids in America what they want to be when they grow up. You know, the number one answer these days, they want to be YouTubers. They want to be influencers. They want to be TikTokers. Now, again, different conversation for a different day. But this is telling you just a little bit of what well, how society is programming our youth. And again, we'll get to that maybe on a different subject now. Back to what I'm talking about. There are way too many young men, specifically men. This usually doesn't happen with females, but men who believe that they will make it as a basketball or a football player compared to the number of actual jobs there are in being a basketball or a football player. There are more people who think they can make it than there are actual jobs to make it in. And keeping in mind that every year, the turnover in professional sports is not like every single player gets replaced every year. So let's just say in the professional basketball world, worldwide, Worldwide, folks, there are fewer than 5,000 jobs in the entire world for an American-born basketball player. Now, every year, not all 5,000 of those jobs become available because, again, it's not like every player gets fired and a whole new wave of players comes in. Maybe about 20 to 30% of those jobs need to be filled every year. So it's not really 5,000 jobs, more like 1,000 jobs. But there are 50,000 players who think they can play professionally. 50,000 think they can play. There are 1,000 jobs. So what do you think is going to happen? Now, this is more of a cultural issue, honestly, than it is. It's not really a man issue. It's a culture issue because many young men, specifically in the black and brown community, have not been shown any other avenues to be successful other than being a basketball or a football player. And that's a failure of society. That's a failure of culture. It's not on the sport. This is especially for any athlete who's trying to ascend in levels, specifically if you want to play at the collegiate or the professional level. And it's not quite working the way that you want it to work right now. So the question is, how do you know whether you should keep trying 
or if it's time for you to stop trying to do something else and maybe just play your sport for fun, play recreationally. Like my mother suggested to me when I got out of college, I told her I wanted to play professional basketball. She suggested, why don't you just play recreationally and then go do something no more serious professionally? I had other ideas and I was able to prove myself correct. But many people have other ideas and they can't prove themselves correct. So how do you know when it's time to stop trying to prove yourself correct and actually go do something else? This is a good question to ask yourself is what are your real chances of making it at that next level, whatever it happens to be? And then here's the other question you got to ask on top of that. What is the return on investment for the time, attention and energy that you're putting into even trying to make it in the first place? So it's a two part question. Let me say it again. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is what are your real chances of actually making it to play in college or making it to play professionally? You got to give yourself an honest answer to this question. If you can't get one, then you need to go pay somebody who can give you an honest answer of your chances of making it pro. Now, if you're trying to become a pro, then you don't have a problem investing in someone giving you some honest input. Now, if you're not willing to invest in yourself to get the information as to what's going to help you get to the next level, or if you even have a chance to get into the next level, then let me give you a hint. You probably ain't going to the next level. Everybody caught that? And then once you get that answer, then you got to ask yourself, all right, what's the ROI for me doing this? Let's say I put all this time, attention, and energy into it, and I do make it to the next level. Is it going to be worth what I put into it? Am I going to get back what I put in? If you are not able to be honest with yourself about these two questions, and to be honest, I'll give you a hint, everybody. Most athletes are not. They are very delusional about this because, again, there are more people who think they can play than there are jobs to be filled. So many athletes are simply delusional about their capabilities because they're only thinking about what they think about themselves, not what they're actually up against. And in the world of influencing, you can just care about yourself because all you got to do is find somebody who's interested in you. But in the professional world, where there are a finite number of jobs, everybody can't make it. So you got to think about who your competition is. In that space, it matters. Because if there are 300 jobs and 500 players who think they're good, maybe they all are actually good, but they're going to be 200 disappointed people. You get what I'm saying? So you need to have people in your life, whether you pay them or you know them, who can help you look at things objectively, very important word, so that you can get an accurate, another important word, assessment of what your chances are. I talked about objectivity in episode number 2009, truth is objective. Also in episode 1808, how to be objective. And also episode 1800, how objectivity became the new controversy. You hopefully have been raised right. I'm talking to you, athlete. You've been raised right in such a way that someone can tell you the truth and you don't call them a hater or you don't say that they're being negative and you can accept the truth as objective truth. If you can't accept truth coming from someone, then you're not fit to be a professional because at the professional level, uh, you can get smacked upside the head with the truth a bunch of times. In episode 2167, we talked about being right versus being accurate. In episode 2154, how to operate by accurate formulas. You need to get an accurate assessment of what your chances are from someone who is objective enough to tell you the truth and who is not emotionally invested in your feelings, which means not you. Because if you don't have a real chance of making it as a college player, you're in high school and you're thinking about playing in college, you don't have a real chance of making it or you're a college player and you don't have a real chance of making it pro. All the time and effort that you put into trying to make it will be time that you simply can't get back. I'm not saying you might not learn anything. I'm not saying you won't have fun, but you can't get that time back. And that's time that you could be putting towards something that will produce a return for you, which ain't sports. So you got to be wise about this. Everybody following what I'm saying here and get help, get help if you need it. And most of you, you need it. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is for athletes. How do you know when to give it up? Number two, what is the marketplace saying about you? This is an important question. 
everybody must always ask themselves this question. I ask myself this question. I run advertisement campaigns. I put material out online for people to see every single day, like this show, like my advertisements, like my the articles that I write, like the books that I put out, like the magazines I write, like the emails that I send out, posts on social media. Every day I'm putting material out there for the marketplace to respond to in some way, shape or form. I'm always looking at it. Why? Because I wonder what the marketplace is saying. Because see, what I say matters. Yes. But the marketplace is the ones where I get the money from. I got to get the money from the market. It's not coming from me. So in my episode series on the 12 Work On Your Game Commandments, which was episode number 2219 through 2222, it's a four-part series. One of those commandments is called the Open Marketplace Commandment, which states, whatever the open marketplace is saying about you and or whatever results you can produce in the open marketplace, that's the actual truth about you and your game. Open Marketplace Commandment says whatever the marketplace says or whatever you can produce in or with or through the marketplace, that's the truth about you, not just what you say when you're sitting on your couch. So if you think you're good enough to play in the NBA, but the marketplace says the NBA is not interested and doesn't even know your name, then which one is the truth? Your opinion or the open marketplace's opinion? It's the latter. Open marketplace's commandment. Opinion. All right. That's the commandment. All right. The open marketplace tells you your value to the market, not your value to you as a person, but your value to the market. And if the open marketplace is not giving you the results that you want or the answer that you want, then what you need to do is work on your game. That's one option. Or find a different marketplace in which to sell yourself. Those are your choices when you don't like what the marketplace is telling you. Marketplace is not giving you favorable answers when you put yourself out there. Maybe you are in the wrong marketplace or maybe you're the wrong person in the right marketplace. Maybe you just don't have a good enough offering in the marketplace and maybe you need to go work on your offering, meaning you and your game, and then show yourself again. Maybe they'll come back and show us again tomorrow. Let's see if you can improve what you got. But keep in mind something that unlike you know, writing books or being a speaker or having a podcast, in the sports world, your window to go in, fix things and come back, that window is a very small window. You don't have a unlimited time to keep coming back. That window does not stay open for long. That window is a very small window and it closes very quickly. So if you haven't fit yourself through that window by a certain point in life and you get to decide what that certain point is, then it might be time for you to move on. In basketball, for example, by the time you're 26, you're on the old side. 26 is pretty old in basketball. If you're trying to get started, to get started. Now, 26 is young if you've been in the league for six years. But if you are just getting started, 26 is pretty old. In football, 26 is like ancient. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but it's improbable. And it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a steep uphill climb. I'm not telling you not to do it. Notice I haven't said that. I didn't say don't do it. I'm just letting you know that it's going to be a steep uphill climb. People are going to be looking at you in the way that I just described. And you got to think about what's the return on investment, the possible return on investment for my investment into trying to make this happen, which might not even happen no matter how hard you try. So if you haven't fit yourself through a window by a certain time, and you got to be honest with yourself about this, this is why you need objective people around you who can give you accurate assessments, and you got to be confident enough to listen when someone gives it to you, it might be time for you to move on. And the next point is going to be you know, when you move on and why doing so in a timely fashion matters. And I'll get to that momentarily, which is point number three. Today's topic, once again, is for athletes. How do you know when to give it up, when to stop playing your sport? Number three. What's going to be your next step in life? This is something that a lot of athletes don't think about until their careers are over. There was an athlete who I heard once say that many athletes are the last people to find out that their career is over. Now, everybody else knows your career is over, but you're the last one to find out. Oh, damn, you know what? I don't have a job anymore. Nobody's calling. Maybe my career is over. Maybe I'm done. And here's the thing. And the reason why this matters so much is that when your career ends, athletes, 
you still have another 50% or more of your life to live. And you probably, for many athletes, despite what you see on TV, folks, you may not have made enough money that you can just sit around and lay in a pile of money for the rest of your life and be good. You may eventually need to make some money at some point. So what's going to be the next step in your life? What else do you want to do and how soon do you want to get to it? And this is especially important for males and black and brown male athletes, because, again, they tend to be the ones that, I mean, if you look at football and basketball, they tend to overpopulate football and basketball, black and brown males. But at the same time, for every one of them that you see on TV who made it, there's a thousand of them who thought they would make it that didn't make it. See, those are the ones that you don't know about. Those are stories that you don't see on TV. And here's the challenge with that is that you get to 32 years old and now you decided you're finally going to stop trying to make it as an NBA player because you didn't make it and you never made any money playing basketball. Now you're going to figure out what to do with the rest of your life. All right, now you're in competition with people who have already figured that out and they already decided and they've been working on it since they were 21. And here you are, 32, trying to catch up. So you see how this can become an issue? Every athlete eventually becomes a former athlete. I don't care if you are an NBA Hall of Famer or you are a recreational player down at the LA Fitness. Eventually, every athlete becomes a former athlete and you move on to doing something else with the majority of your time. Most athletes have more than half of their lives still remaining to live after sports is over. And because you are smarter and more mature by the time your career is over than you were when your career started. Most athletes are smarter as they get older. Most humans, we get smarter as we get older. Not everybody, but most of us. It is reasonable to assume that because you are more intelligent at this point and because your brain is more valuable than your body, you can do more with your mind than you can do with your muscles. Because of this, it's reasonable to assume that you can achieve more after sports than you achieved in sports, regardless of what you achieved in sports. For example, Kobe Bryant said, this may be a year after he retired. He said, if 10 years from now, the most interesting thing about me is what I achieved playing for the L.A. Lakers, then I failed because his goal was to achieve more after sports than he achieved in sports. And why would Kobe Bryant, who achieved so much and had all the trophies and all the accolades and made a lot of money, publicly noted for it, why would he be aiming to do more after sports than he did in sports when he's one of the few who don't didn't need to do anything after sports if he didn't want to? Is because Kobe inherently understood what I just explained, that at 30, late 30s, going in them near 40 years old when Kobe passed away, he was more intelligent and smarter and more cultured and knowledgeable at age 40 than he was at age 20, which means it would make sense that he could do more with his brain than he did with his body. That's the exact thing that I just told you. So. Since you do have more potential after sports and your intelligence is more valuable than your muscles, how soon do you want to get started on doing it? Regardless of what you achieved in sports. Now, I left basketball at age 33. I didn't leave because I couldn't play anymore. I left because I had an opportunity to step into the business world and I had some wise business people around me who were willing to invest time in me and I wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. Had I not, I could have kept playing basketball for several more years. But I decided to take advantage of that opportunity to go into the business world. And because I got started when I did back then, now I'm at the point that I'm at right now. Now, had I waited, I might now just now be getting started in what I do today. And you might not be part of this audience. So this is a value decision that I had to make. And all athletes, you have to make the same choice. Keeping in mind that whatever you do after you're done with sports, you're going to be a rookie in that thing when you get into the new space. So do you want to be a rookie at age 30? when you walk away from sports or do you want to keep trying in sports or do you want to be a rookie at age 40? Are you going to be a rookie no matter what you do? But which one gives you more potential for success depending on how you define the term? Which one gives you a longer shelf life in the next thing you do depending on how, you know, whatever that next thing is going to be? 
how soon do you want to get started on that success? You want to get started now? You want to get started five years from now or 10 years from now? See, if your prospects for success in the open market are telling you that your ceiling in sports is mediocrity at best, but you could possibly be great at something else. Well, how soon do you want to get started on the thing that you could be great at? I mean, this is a legitimate question. You need to ask yourself this question. The NCAA, you said this commercial where they said that most of their student athletes would go pro in something other than sports. Now, I personally always aim to defy that statistic, but the statistic is actually 100% true because every athlete eventually is going to be pro at something other than sports. And they didn't say eventually, they just said they're going to go pro. Most athletes don't even go pro, you know, even out of college. Most athletes go pro in something other than sports straight out of college. But eventually, all of us go pro in something other than sports. So your question should be to yourself, what's my next step after sports? And every athlete has a next step after sports. Hopefully, you are thinking about it while you're still playing. How soon do you want to get started on the next step? Because understand that when you step into the business world, it's just as competitive, if not more competitive than the sports world. And your competitors, they are already more seasoned than you. They've been in the game longer than you. You've been running around trying to play basketball or play football. They've been learning business. They've been making connections. They've been getting on the job training. You've been playing basketball. So now you're starting at zero. They're 10 years ahead of you. How are you going to catch up? These are things you need to think about. And those athletes who maybe they get to the point where they don't even need to do anything after sports or they decide not to do anything after sports or the ones who do get to go pro in sports and eventually move on into business. And maybe they can segue smoothly into business because they're known and they're famous. Are they are the exceptions and the exceptions prove the rule. The challenge for a lot of young males, especially because we're hard headed, we have testosterone, is that we all think we're going to be the exception. I would suggest you get some people around you who you trust enough and respect enough who can tell you the truth. If it's not going to be me, let it be somebody else. All I said, let's recap today's class for athletes. When do you give it up? This episode is specifically for the athletes to really think about whether or not you should keep trying in your sport or when it's time to move on. Point number one, be honest about your prospects. This is especially for athletes in basketball and football, the two sports where delusions of grandeur are most common. There are way too many young men, especially black and brown men, who believe they will make it as a basketball football player compared to the number of actual jobs there are out there. So the question is, when do you let it go? If you can't be honest with yourself about this, and many athletes are not honest with themselves about it, get someone around you who can be honest, who can be objective with you and can be accurate with you and can tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. Point number two, what is the marketplace saying about you? The open marketplace commandment and the work on your game commandments is that the open marketplace tells you what your value is. And if you have not proven yourself in the open marketplace and you are not as good as you say you are. So if you haven't fit yourself through a window, because in sports, the window to make it happen is very small. You haven't gotten through that window by a certain time. Then maybe time for you to move on. You need to be honest with yourself about that or have someone be honest with you about it. Number three, what is your next step in life and how soon do you want to get to it? Remember that when you get done playing sports, you still got another half of your life to live and you're probably going to do something with that other half of your life because when people retire and they have nothing to do, they ended up dying because they ain't got nothing to do. So what are you going to do next? For many athletes, the longer you wait, you're going to be in competition with people who have been in the game longer than you and you're going to be a rookie all over again. You got to put that same discipline and commitment into your next thing that you did into sports. And a lot of athletes don't want to do that because they've conditioned themselves to just want to do this sport thing that is a lot easier. Playing sports is the easiest job you will ever have if you ever make it to having a job in sports. You will never have an easier job than being a professional athlete. Not saying that being a pro athlete is easy on its surface, but it's easier than being an entrepreneur. Trust me, I've been both. So regardless of what you achieved in sports, all right, understand there's going to be a next thing for you where you're going to be a rookie and you're going to have to learn from the bottom up. How soon do you want to start that clock? And by the way, you can achieve more with your mind than you can with your muscles. So you have more potential post-athletic career than you have in 
your athletic career. Everybody does. If Kobe Bryant did, then so do you and so did I. So how long do you want to wait to get started on this? All right. All that said, text me, get my daily motivation message straight to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgame.net. Any of you is interested in increasing your income in your business, you want to do it in five steps in 90 days or less, go to workonyourgame.net. The training is completely free. Set aside 45 minutes. Watch the entire thing. At the end of it, I will provide a link that allow you to schedule a time to get on the call with me. We can talk about how to apply this stuff directly in your business. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.